Hello and welcome to Ashley Asty Live. I am Ashley Asty. So I appreciate your patience with me. I've taken a couple weeks off and I'm going to let you know about why in just a moment. But first, today we are talking about surrender, about surrendering the vision you may have had for your life in order to embrace the one that you have been given, the one that is currently unfolding for you. Letting go of what you thought you want or what you thought you needed in order to embrace who you are and the divine gifts that are coming to you. That has been a particular challenge for me throughout my life, and so I wanted to share a little bit of my journey with it and things that you can do in order to surrender and clear yourself of what's no longer yours in order to embrace the magic and the beauty that you are. So where I was for the past couple of weeks, um, last week I was in New York City with my friend Brittany Chavone, and Brittany is a 30-year-old woman who happens to have Down syndrome, and she is the founder of an organization called Brittany's Baskets of Hope. Um, Brittany came up with this idea about five years ago. She came home from work one day and told her parents, I want moms and dads of babies with Down syndrome to know that it's going to be okay. And she said this for an important reason, because when, oftentimes when parents get the diagnosis from a doctor that their child will have Down syndrome, or they share that diagnosis with family and friends who are often well-meaning, they often hear, I'm sorry. And Brittany knows that having Down syndrome is nothing to be sorry about. And so her mission is to send congratulations and what she calls baskets of hope to families of new babies with Down syndrome across the country. And these baskets of hope have resources and important information for the parents and also just gifts for the baby and the family in order to convey the message of hope and love. And Brittany shares her own story in every basket so that parents can know that their child can grow up to live a full and joyful life with friends and purpose just like Brittany. And so Brittany has been at this for a while, a few years. I joined the board of directors in 2016 and it has been an absolute blessing not only to be her friend, but to share in this experience of spreading hope and love to families across the country. And so it culminated, I mean, we're still going, but it culminated last week in her being honored by L'Oreal Paris as a woman of worth. And there were 10 finalists of women across the country, 10 honorees. And at the gala, it was announced that she was the ultimate winner, the 2019 woman of worth for L'Oreal. And I mean, we spent the whole week in the city leading up to that. And that moment was particularly special because Brittany is the first woman with Down syndrome to win that, that award. And it was a win not just for her and her parents, but for every parent across the country who was told of all the limits that their child with Down syndrome will face. Brittany is a reminder that we can redefine beauty and that there aren't limits, but rather a unique purpose for every individual, which means a unique journey and that we all will blossom in our own time and in our own way. 
And so that experience just on a personal note was surreal and beautiful. And when Brittany won, she cried happy tears from surprise and joy. And it was an honor to meet all of the other 10 women who are there being celebrated, who are passionate and whose purpose and organizations often arose from their own adversity. But I share that to tell you that during that week we had, before the gala, we had a bunch of things going on that L'Oreal had planned for us. And one of those things was a day-long summit about, you know, all sorts of business ideas about running our nonprofit. But in the middle of the day, right after lunch, we had a surprise. And the surprise was that Agape Stasinopoulos was coming to speak to us. Agape is um, a best-selling author, and she is also the sister of Arianna Huffington. And her latest book that she gifted each of us is called Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer, Happier Life. I felt like this was unusual in the midst of what felt like a very corporate day. And her coming to speak to us ended up being the highlight of the day for me. We started by, she turned on Bruno Mars, and we started by dancing to it. And um, and I was thinking, you know, this is fun, but is this sort of like pop spirituality? Is this, you know, are we actually going to get deep or go anywhere? But as she started talking, she came to the concept of surrender. And she said a few things that really struck me. So she talked about how, you know, now she's a best-selling author and she travels the country and the world and she really loves her life. But recently she decided to write a letter to her younger self because she needed to mourn, she said. She needed to grieve, to let go of the past. And while she's very happy with her life, she said the 33-year-old girl in her needed to, to grieve. And she talked about how she went, you know, she was an actress when she was young, or she wanted to be. She studied at these prolific schools, and she teased she was the best. She can do Shakespeare and all of these different things. And yet when she moved to LA to get a job, she couldn't get one in years and years, and she just still was not booking any parts. And at the time, her sister, Ariana Huffington, was already thriving and successful as a young woman, and so she was so happy for her sister. And yet there was that, like, tinge of, like, where's mine? Where, when do I get to express myself? And so she never became the actress that she wanted to be. And she's, again, her life has turned out in a way that she couldn't have predicted and she's so grateful for it, but her 33-year-old self that finally gave up on trying to be an actress needed to mourn. And then another line that struck me is she talked about a romantic partner, and she said, I don't really want one now. You know, it's, it's not really something that she needs, or her life feels so full. And yet again, the 33-year-old girl in her needed to mourn the fact that she never got the partner she wanted, that she never had that version of her life that she imagined. And that's something that I have talked about on here publicly about my own 
search for a partner. And that line struck me because it was a reminder that maybe my life is meant to be full in other ways and that's okay. What I love about what she shared and grieving something from the past that our younger self needed to let go of was it spoke to this idea that oftentimes we have an image in our minds of what our life is supposed to look like, how it's supposed to manifest, what job we're supposed to have, what we're supposed to look like, whether we have boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, children, what house we're supposed to live in, how much money, what our friendships are like, how we feel, you name it. All these things are things that we often imagine. And as life often does, it surprises us. And so usually the vision that we have does not align with what actually unfolds in our life. And so I know for me personally, I spent years resisting the life that was unfolding for me because it didn't align with who I thought I was or what I thought I should be doing. It didn't look like the image that I had in my head. And so I had spent years fighting. And what I've come to realize is what I was fighting was so, such an energy drain and so pointless because I wasn't fighting anything real. I was fighting a picture in my head. And that's exhausting. That resistance serves no one. And so over the years, what I've come to realize and do is that when something unfolds in my life, even when I don't understand it, I don't understand why that's happening. I try to step back and look from a higher view and feel or see the hands of God moving through my life. Trusting that what is unfolding is meant for me and meant to grow me. And that most particularly includes the challenges. I started reading another book by Matthew Sanford called Waking. Matthew Sanford is currently a yoga teacher, but when he was 13 years old, his family was in a horrible car accident. His dad and his sister were killed. His mom and his brother made it. And he was left paralyzed from the chest down at 13 years old. And I'm reading his story and I still am struggling to process that. How a 13-year-old boy who loves sports and, you know, was, you know, courting his first girlfriend and all of those things, overnight his life could be changed so radically in a way that alters his view of who he is and what's possible in the world, how he was able to be resilient and recover from that is unimaginable to me. I kept trying to put myself in his place and think of all of the visions that he had for his life at 13 and how those were radically altered overnight. How do you make sense of that? And of course, I'm sure, (laughs) I'll have to keep reading, it was quite a journey and continues to be. But he has risen from that and become a yoga teacher, which is something 
that most people would probably never expect because that's about the connection between body and soul, about movement. But he's found the power of stillness in that and what his gifts can be to bring that to the world. And that really brought home for me that experience of what your vision of life is and what comes to you. And that Matthew would never become a yoga teacher, would never have the children that he has today or the wife that he has if he had allowed what he wanted for himself to hijack him. When we have these visions of what we think our life should be, they often get in our way. Because if we attach to them, that's where the problem is. When we attach so fiercely and firmly to what we think is meant to happen, we prevent the splendid ways that our life is meant to manifest from actually coming to be. We spend so much time resisting that we never open to receive the gifts that are meant for us. And so I had had this revelation as I was going through all of this, what if I let go? What if I let go of my expectations? This does not mean that we do not set intentions, that we do not have visions and dreams and hopes. Dream big. But once you do, once you've set the intention, once you've planted the seed, allow the universe to water it for you. And don't be the judge of how it's supposed to grow, because that's not ours. We can set the intention we can embody love and beauty and be in tune with our soul. But what unfolds from that alignment is not ours to control. When I have moments of worry about something, and I start doubting or I get anxious, I've come to realize that this is me not trusting God, not trusting the universe, not recognizing that I have to surrender it up and receive. Imagine what your life would look like if you let go of all the control, of all the tension that you're trying to hold on to that's really pointless essentially because there's nothing that you can do to make things stay or be a certain way open and allow life to fill you because the only place we should be acting from is a place of love and trust that's when you act when you have that inner knowing that alignment with your soul then god just moves through you and you're not really the one doing the acting or the speaking. Imagine how much freedom you would feel if you let go of the stories you have made about your life. Of all the stuff that's really not yours, that doesn't 
actually define who you are because we are not our stories. We are not our job titles. We are not how much money we have or how many friends we have. We are our souls and the fragrance that emanates from our souls. We are the light within the sacred space within. That's who we are. And so for me, this letting go and this surrender, this essentially surrendering to destiny, surrender is the co-partner of destiny. In order to embrace your destiny, you have to surrender. For me, it began with awareness, simply noticing the places in my life, the times in my life when I was not trusting when I got anxious or worried or tried to control something. And just that little awareness, I'd start noticing, oh, I did it again. <laughs> oh, I did it again. And that starts, the more you're aware, the more you can start making changes. So in that moment when you realize you are anxious, not trusting, holding on to expectations, you can make a choice. For me, I like to journal I like to open a notebook or open my laptop and just allow whatever it is that's there to come through me and to really own it, to look at the feelings behind what's going on. So not something in your mind, not what you're thinking, not what you think should be or what you think you should feel, but go into the feeling of it and really own it because that's where the wisdom is. And once you own that feeling and once you allow it to rise to the surface, no matter how ugly it might feel to you, that's when you can finally release and your life can continue to flow. You can be in the flow with the universe. And that's when your life will unfold exactly as it's meant to. So you can journal in that moment. Or you can simply repeat a mantra. So... Flip up the, the worry, the words that are in your head about worry and fear and anxiety, and just repeat, I am love. I am trust. I am faithful. I am at ease. Find the words that speak to you. Or turn on, and you know, that's something that takes just, you can do it for 10 seconds, and it will shift you. You can breathe slowly in to a count of five and out to a count of five and do that for a minute. You could turn on music with a loving and heartfelt message. I've been listening to these hymns and prayers and mantra music by beautiful chorus. Things that repeat, I am love or prepare me to be a sanctuary. Thank you for your blessings. These are all songs of theirs that put me into a state of alignment with myself and the universe again. And you can listen to one song that takes two or three minutes. And that can shift you back to that state where you belong of trust and surrender. So when you catch yourself not in that space, those are simple things that you can do. The other thing that I like to do every day is drink lots of water. 
So water is an element that can move and shape shift. And as it flows through your body, it flushes your physical body. It clears you out. But also when I drink water, I feel so much clearer, not only in my body, but in my spirit. Let water wash you clean. We see water in so many religions as something that's used for cleansing, not just of the body, but of the soul. And so call on that power of water to release you of what no longer serves you. So drink lots of water because it's great for your body. But also you can do a momentary meditation and imagining through your third eye, close your eyes, plant your feet on the earth as you're sitting. And picture water flowing through you from the crown of your head through every part of your body and go slow, imagining the water flushing behind your eyes, your nose, your neck, your shoulders, etc. Go all the way down and let the water clear you out in your mind's eye. And one of the last things that I like to do and make it a regular practice is, of course, yoga. Yoga has the power to ground us, to connect us to the center of our body and our being. It's not just a physical practice, but a practice of the soul. And one of my favorite postures for releasing are twists. And so oftentimes you'll hear people say that twists get rid of toxins. I don't believe that they actually do that. But twists dispel negativity. You are literally turning around through your center and flushing out what no longer serves you. With every inhale, you open yourself to what you deserve to nourish you. And with every exhale, as you twist deeper, it's like you're wringing yourself out of what no longer serves you. All the stuff, the expectations, the worry. So I invite you to go to yoga class or look online for a YouTube video or something that just guides you through a few simple and gentle twists that you can do when you find yourself attaching to a particular story or expectation of what your life should be or what this moment should feel like. Because one of the things we have to remember is that what comes to us is not about us. So we tend to be live in a world that's very me, me, me. <laughs> Social media has turned it into a focus on our physical self and what we look like in posting pictures of everything we eat and everything we do. But often, or I should say, why we're here is not just for ourselves. We are here to serve humanity. We are here to learn lessons, to live a purpose. And so when things happen in our lives that we don't understand or we don't like or we're angry about, may we remember that what flows to us flows to us so we can serve humanity better. And oftentimes it is our struggles, it is our adversity that we end up being best able to support others through because once we've lived it, we've moved through it, we've learned from it, 
that's usually a calling for us to pass on these gifts to others, these messages and these lessons. So know that these choices are being made not about me, 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 (laughs) but for humanity. You are a vessel. Allow God or the universe or or the divine self, the highest self, to speak through you. Let it use your voice and your body because you are part of this larger whole. You are sacred. Allow the sacred to flow. Just like when our bodies, when they get stuck up and clogged, it doesn't feel good. It's hard to flow with life. It's the same thing with this extra stuff, this mental chatter. It clogs us up. And our birthright is to be free and flowing and open. I encourage you today and each day to simply notice when you're clinging to expectations, when you're feeling worried about how something's going to turn out. And to do or take one simple step to simply be with it and to let it clear by shifting the talk that's going on in your mind by drinking water, by doing yoga, by repeating I am love, I trust, by journaling. And imagine what would be possible in your life if you let go, if you finally allowed what is meant for you to come through. Can you imagine what that would be like? Just feel that. You don't have to come up with an image. You don't have to cling to that again. Just feel that greatness. I thank you for tuning in. I look forward to sharing more with you each week, and I am truly grateful for this experience of connecting with you. It is a true joy.